and you just keep doing your work because you have to, because it's your calling. But it's beautiful to be embraced by the people. Some people have said uh, to me, well, you know, don't you think that that kind of success uh, spoils one as a artist or, you know, if you're a punk rocker, you don't want to have a hit record. And I say, you know, fuck you. You know, it's just like <laughs> one does, does their work for the people and the more people you can touch, the more wonderful it is. You don't do your work and say, I only want the cool people to read it. You know, you want everyone to be uh, transported or hopefully uh, inspired by it. You're listening to Women's Week on Adam Air MD GED, Underground Cartoon Therapy 2022. Some people think little girls should be seen and not heard, but I think. Oh, bondage up yours! One, two, three, four! All right, guys, welcome back to the show 2022. Already getting kicked off. Everybody's fucking sick. So my mom decided to go ahead and do something cool. What was that, Mom? Tell us about your idea here that we're doing. Uh, Women's Week, concentrating on some of the issues that women deal with that have PTSD and other different problems. Some of the different things that women go through that other people don't, that aren't talked about that much. And uh, we got... Some cool women in the that are going to record over the next seven episodes. Uh, really cool, really cool. Special guest for you guys. Hope you enjoy it. My mom put a lot of heart into this thing, and she only had to threaten me a couple times to really get this thing off the fucking ground, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. You, You don't want to find out, y'all. Well, without further ado, let's get Women's Week started with episode one, Lily. How's that one sound? Sounds good. All right, let's get the fucker going. Hold on. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the show. I'm in a mental ward in uh, Bradenton, Florida, 12-17-1990. The band you hear is called Gobstopper, and all the mental illness patients in here are having a good punk rock show. Pretty awesome, dude. Awesome. Anyway, today's show, is uh, we invite my uh, friend Lily on. She becomes the youngest guest at age 19. She hangs out with me and my mom. And we talk about mental illness. She's the first guest of Women's Week, which is an idea that my mom had. And I, I'm down with it. I think it's a good idea. I think, you know, as much as I can cover on the show, I want to do it. I remember the cramps played in a mental war, too, I thought. Like, somewhere. I can't remember. Anyway... Welcome, Lily, to the show. Grandma Gutterpunk. Pretty good fucking show, guys. <laughs> they should have more punk rock shows and mental wards. Alright, stick around. Alright, guys, welcome to Women's Week. Uh, I was something I was talking to uh, with my mom who I have in the studio tonight. What's up, Mom? How you doing? Ah, hello, all you little gutter snipes out there. Is everybody having a hippie happy holiday? (laughs) Mom. And then uh, we got my my friend's uh, daughter in the studio, Um, Lily. I'm basically uh, a road uncle. Is that what that would be called? Some shit like that? I think that's the best suitable term, yeah. Kind of a road uncle guy? Yeah. Well, you gotta remember the big sticker that I have on my guitar that says, DNA does not a family make love does. 
That's yeah. right. That's what we were doing here, too. And now my mom is your mom, Lily. And she's the mom to anybody who needs her. So. Well, honey, I swore years and years ago when I got out on the road and was mentally ill and didn't have nothing and would, that if I could ever be there for somebody, I would, you know? Just because there wasn't nobody like that back when I was starting. I'm kind of following suit, but I'm a, I'm a rough dummy version. <laughs> <laughs> You're the Rob Zombie version. What are you talking about? Well, at least I'm not a prima donna like that guy. <laughs> yeah, true. I uh, wanted to uh, talk, uh, you know, the Munsters movie's coming out. I'll probably see that with you, Lily. You and Jared. Tell Jared I said, hey. Give a shout out to Jared on the air here. Shout out to Jared. Yeah, he's he's psychically saying hello back. <laughs> yep, and he's a great cartoon artist, Mom. He's a comic book artist, but he draws like some serious shit. Well, I hope she is not Lily Munster. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there's nothing wrong. Well, you know, Sherry. I what Sherry Moon Zombie is is going to be. Uh, Lily, right? Or the what's the wife's name on the Munsters? I can't believe I'm fucking it. Yeah, that's what I fucking thought. That's Sherry Moon Zombie. And see, I'm more Morticia Adam. Yeah. There we go. I've always agreed with Wednesday on every single level. (laughs) (laughs) Did you ever see that Joy Division little video of her dancing to that Joy Division song? Yeah. Yeah. I like the one with her and Lurch both dancing. That got me. Pretty good stuff. Classic stuff. Well, I'm glad we got. Let's. We can kick off. I guess those are good icebreakers. Are we good with the icebreakers? (laughs) Let's get to the meat of this. Let's get to the meat of Women's Week. That did not sound right. But you know what? We're going to go ahead and talk about mental illness. And I think, you know, this is mainly something I, even though I want to host it and I want to, I want a platform, and I, I really can't talk too much on this end. So I'm going to let you talk, Lillian. And I want you to talk to my mom directly, you know. And because uh, she's there where I can't be in that way. You know what I'm saying? But this goes out to everybody out there and the show's for everybody. And I, um, I hope it's conducive, man. Yeah. I got you. Well, shoot. <laughs> where do I start? <laughs> where, I mean, you know, I think we should start at the death of, uh, our friend, Kevin. All right. Well, yes, this is something we both, someone we mutually knew and loved. And, well, whether it's a mom or a spouse or a friend, you know, you can only help them so much. And loving them, supporting them, can it can take away all of you, your entire identity, if you let it. Because some people, some people just won't change. And some of the things, it's hard to dissect and analyze, well... What was in the past and what has evolved to the present? And it's hard to differentiate some things. My mother, for example. Yeah. We can keep her, I suppose. Nameless. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we don't have to drop any names here. It doesn't. She, She was born with, you know, a lot of things, such as ADD. And mood swings that developed very early onto bipolar disorder. And as a kid growing up with manic depression so early, it's turned not into a coping mechanism to believe your own lies, but and your own fantasy that you create, but 
it's just something developed so early, I think she really can't differentiate what's real and what's not at this point in her life. A conditioned reflex that she just doesn't have to happen. Yes. And I mean, I've talked to her mother and my grandmother definitely to try and, you know, see, well, what was here before I was here? <laughs> yeah. What was going on? There's yeah. a lot of the same stuff, you know. And she really is a, a wild child, definitely. But yeah. something with all of these issues and factors, as she has confessed to me before, and I quote, life is a game and it's my game and people are just players of my game. And that's not fair, is it? You know, to right. play of her game. She can well, it's all, it becomes all about her. Yeah, well, I used to say life was a giant chess game, but it wasn't my game. I was yeah. playing against federales and cops. There's a difference. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> My life at that point was like a game of Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> yeah. True story. It was pretty wild. Yep. More stories to be revealed in that area, too, man. You know, as my mom hosts this whole season, guys. Uh, and they, she has to approve these episodes. And so, uh, women's week was definitely, um, in honor of you, mom. And, uh, Lily, once again, thanks for being here. And, uh, I know this is some more, you know, it's touch sensitive shit. Yeah. It's touch sensitive shit. And it's like, you know, what you're going, what you're experiencing with your mom before I, uh, shut the fuck up for a minute. But, um. Uh, what you're experiencing with your mom is something that many uh, girls and uh, young women and women uh, and elder women are, you know, across the board, it seems to have I similar issues. stuff with my mother. All right. She threw me in the mental hospital twice, threw me in jail three or four times. Told everybody I was a pathological liar because I was speaking truth about something that happened to me that she wanted to forget about, be silent about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, that's the total vision she had. <laughs> Your mom, uh. Issue about she- many people. I got lucky because my mom actually went off in front of a judge and tried to strangle my grandmother. Wow. <laughs> so he took custody of me away from her and gave it to my grandma and my aunt. Damn. I didn't even know that, Mom. No, it's, it was weird. <laughs> she went off. And that's the, the thing was your mom often found, like, wearing a mask, this different identity around the right people so she wouldn't get in trouble? Yes, she was raised up one of the Abcake girls. Her mother was Order of the Eastern Star. Her father was a Shriner, you know? So they were heavily steeped in mysticism. Yeah. Deep. Raised to marry a politician or an oil man, you know. Lily, like what you're experiencing right now, you are uh, trying to be all proper and put on a mask. Yes, and not only her, but it's an issue that Adam and I were speaking about earlier that these kind of people just make it a hell of a lot more difficult for all the other people with mental illness to get help. Yeah. Because it's so it's too late. Are you feeling suicidal or homicidal? 
I'm like, is that what it takes for me to get help, you know? And it's illegal in half the states for you to say that shit, so, you know. Yeah, so when you say it, they put you in cuffs instead of taking you to the hospital. That's bullshit, man. It's just a twisted labyrinth in order for, for this country's beliefs and system of mental health, analyzing it, treatment plans. You shouldn't be have to be scared to, to tell people that you feel fucking homicidal or that you fucking are suicidal. And I've never agreed with the fucking suicide hotline, man. I've always thought it was a fucking dragnet. I always thought it was a fucking dragnet. They're just looking for people who fucking are not, you know, acting like a fucking box of Kleenex in their fucking little made-to-order world. You know, it's like... I don't know, and man. mention these anxiety or what have you hotlines, if it's not considered an emergency, yeah. I mean, I've called just for the hell of it. I'm left on hold for 30 minutes at a time, so you don't talk to someone. You just end up hanging up. Who knows what that person's going to do, you know? Like, everything needs to be treated from a different perspective and more seriously. Well, people... It'd be nice if that people actually loved each other and cared about their well-being, <laughs> you know, on a whole, in scale, you know, and acted maturely. And, you know, I, it would be pretty easy to... Because I, I don't think that's utopia. I think it's common sense. And I, I, don't, I don't agree with people's utopic visions because they always have agendas. And, and that's what I always thought about your mom. Like, she wanted this utopic kind of thing but she's got an agenda behind it so she wants to be shield but she acts like hydra and i know you know that marvel <laughs> you know that marvel uh reference there oh i sure do <laughs> spider-man tomorrow yeah man shout out to that Ooh, we've waited so long you lucky dog but, you know, to be the bigger person yeah. and the lesser evil, you have to go against your human nature because that is greed, what's in it for you, self-destruction. And that's why I tell Adam all the time, if somebody chaps you like that, just block them and don't pay them no money. Yeah, I got fucked with today. That's like the worst thing you can do to a psychic vampire is just block them and not contribute to their energy. Right? I know, man. They fucking suck, too. Yeah. I, got a, I know a bunch of them, man. Especially in Colorado. Ugh. Those, and that's where I was getting harassed today, too, Mom. I almost want to talk about it, but I guess I, I, it's not, I don't know. Yeah. Probably not relevant. <laughs> what have you been doing, Lily? So far as coping with all of this, especially with your mom going through this period right now with Kevin dying. Yeah. Well, I realized when Kevin first initially died, I was trying to be that support. And it's hard to try and get someone on the right path when you already have your pre-existing differences and, you know, already some loose ends in our relationship. And once the paranoia began, she was stuck in this denial phase, in which she's still at, I'd have to say, currently. And I'm now a trigger to her, so it's impossible for me to get anywhere because like, she thinks I have a part in Kevin's death you know like we all are a player in this chess game and how you know not yeah. only is she guilty did she actually say that to you though she said that you were like a part responsible for it absolutely countless times especially the first month month and a half she just... That's fucked. She had this intense, fiery resentment, you know, towards me, and just towards the house with memories, 
And after that, she then, these conspiracy theories grew that people were trying to rob her, people were spying on her in the bathroom, that people actually murdered Kevin, and that I should help her take these guys down and murder them. Like, what? <laughs> not worth the jail time. And through all of this, countless other theories, she, she will push all of that away regarding how I treat her. If I go, what? That's crazy. You know, that's crazy talk, woman. She will think I'm hiding something from her. And her paranoia will grow. Wow. So it's really dealing with a big adult baby. And I'm, I'm sick of this daycare shit. Um, I'm sorry. Uh, Has she been going to the doctor at all to get any kind of medication or treatment? Whether she doesn't trust the doctor or the medication, it's very, very loose, minimal help. And her psychiatrist, when all of this broke out initially, was not a good psychiatrist. You know, the stereotypical psychiatrist. Oh, we'll just up your lithium. Huh. Like, oh, great, thanks. That's what she. I think it's interesting if I can stop right, and you know, like, I kind of went through that same thing with the mistrust with my own personal mental health doctor, Yeah. and was like, uh, I know that feeling, right when you said that, I was like, that part, I can relate to myself, man, and, uh, and it is sad, because she needed help, you know, there's so many people that do, man, and um, if you can even land a therapist now after covid Three months, three to six months minimum wait, and then that, and then that's just intake, and then you got to wait another three to six months to actually get the whole the total counselor. So you got to really wait a year and hope that you don't fucking like you know paint the fucking walls with your fucking brain, you know, because uh, that's basically where you're heading, and they just leave you in this shit fucking spot. It's still terrible because Bobby Jindal closed all the mental hospitals. Louisiana's fucking horrible on health care, period. The federal government their money back. Louisiana's a fucking piece of work, man. (laughs) It really is. It's just, it's like the only real care is the, the, it's, you know, all about the people who actually just produce art, like you, Mom, or care about that music, but, you know, other than that, they treat it like a fucking war zone. They right. treat it fucking... Fuck. My mom's gone through a lot down there, man. And you've gone through a lot where you're at now, Lily, and you've been through a lot with uh, your mom, who I've known for six years, I guess. And I've known Kevin since 92. And yeah. we were like kids squatting, man. And I, I was a shadow of something from back then because I ended up having a kid by the time I was just a little bit older than you. And I was I saw people like your mom back then and was like, nope, I'm never letting my kid around these guys. And I just made that decision, you know, because of uh, drugs, heroin. Shit that Kevin did just now and died on, you know? And guys, if you want to hear the Ke- the show with Kevin, by the way, uh, it's back there. Uh, um, I can't remember what it's fucking called, but uh, I'll tell you later when I go and look at it. But it's the 5005 episode, and it's like the old squatter episode. And it was cool to get him, and I've just known him for a while, and I knew that he meant a lot to you, and I I know you meant a lot to him, too, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think that your mom is right in the head for telling you, obviously, that shit. What's going on over there? <laughs> oh, Mary Grace is coming in through the back way, and the dogs are all barking at us. <laughs> oh. <laughs> He's coming in through the hole in the fence. 
you you remember where the hole in the fence is? Oh yeah. Yeah, he was coming in through there, and they were barking at him. Is he coming in the house? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Mary Grace, how you doing? Well, you're on a podcast show right now that's being recorded. You okay with that? I just had to tell you. <laughs> Come here, little girl. Stay down. Stay down. All right, I want to focus back on Lily. Is that cool? You guys yes. cool? Got the war zone under control there? <laughs> yeah. I got everybody to quit barking. Um... You are, uh, what is your current career uh, position that you just uh, ascertained, or you just worked for it, you know? Well, this is a good example of uh, a toxic trait going back to my mom, but yeah. uh, how, like, whether it's my career choice, or where I go to school, or the music I listen to, it's all influence, and she's the reason why, like... Many times you can find how, oh, wow, the Earth, the, the solar system revolves around you, doesn't it? And uh, this is another example how this was all her, not my own decision. But I recently passed my exam for being a phlebotomy technician. That's awesome. Lab- uh, vampire bat. Yeah, I'm the blood collector. <laughs> well acquainted with those. I, I stab strangers, and it's nothing personal. But <laughs> it was a five-week course, really crammed, but a great experience. And now I'm working in a big hospital, St. John's, and I have my year contract. I go to get your door. Not that nice. Yeah, it was. It was a milestone, and I'm just happy that. Not that to do it now rather than just work in the restaurant like for a few more years because working in a hospital now I realize you're treated with respect and you have paid vacation and it's the opposite of working for any restaurant. The food industry just doesn't have it at the moment. It's a bullshit tolerance and you have to have a very high one. So, yeah. I had to about as soon as possible. I find as I get older, my bullshit tolerance actually gets lower. And that's okay, you know? Because we should realize why do we have to stand all this bullshit? Yeah, I'm 60 years old, man. Life's too short. It is fleeting. You know, you get these moments, man. You got to, like, make decisions. I never thought I was going to live past 18, so. Mental health is, uh, it puts the fucking spin on shit, right? You know, and uh, I think for the most part, most people are out of their fucking minds. But here's the thing, man. I'm one of these guys, Lily. I'm like, and my mom knows it. Uh, you got to prove that you are what you say you are, you know? So if you say, hey, I'm crazy, you got to fucking prove it, you know? And you got to get those fucking, you got to get results, man. And it sucks that you got to go into the same system that's connected to the things like the suicide hotline or these fucking generic ass warm lines and big pharma and all this shit. But technically, the only way that I could actually get in to art therapy, you know, like I'm heading right now to help more people out like like you, you know, not that I'm like, hey, you know, you're going to be better at the end of the show, but you get this, it's like it's not even a warm, it's just a free place to fucking speak. And you're not going to worry about me judging you unless you're a fucking asshole, and fortunately you're not that. That's awesome. <laughs> but, you know... Well, deep women throughout history have been labeled mentally ill whenever they spoke out against the crowd. And mental illness does run in some of the older families from all the inbreeding done. 
in earlier times. When, like 3.30? No, I'm just playing. Even the present day, a lot of, um, you know, came A lot of our mental illnesses handed down in our genes. Well, I just, you know, I think it's handed in, like, a lot of things that are still going on yeah, right now. Your environment as well. I, well, we, we just don't, we're not spiritual, we have spiritual means. I believe we have a predisposition towards it in our environment can either help it or hinder it, you know? We just refuse to, to act spiritual, you know, people want to yeah, talk about it. environment, it yeah. doesn't manifest if you have... An abusive environment, it manifests in spades. Yeah, it's kind of like Bart Simpson, Lisa Simpson. If Bart does something good, it looks really fucking good. If Lisa does something bad, it looks horrible. Yeah. You know, it's the it's the whole, like, you know, disposition yeah. of, like, perspective, you know. I think I said that on another show recently, but yeah, it's been on my mind, that whole psychology, you know, like... Um, where it's just like, you still can't even get a good animated cartoon uh, with a cartoon character that has mental illness without them making fun of the person for being mentally ill. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't know. It's just, if it, there's a million things to laugh about, you know? You don't have to make fun of the whole... Direct thing like that's my funny. Calling me nutmeg and giggling insanely. And that shit fucking gets on your nerves. It will drill you. Me, well, I was Meg for a long time, short for Megan or Marguerite. But uh, he called me nutmeg. And then if somebody tried to call him, he said he was just talking about the spy. <laughs> These are things, these are just hard little things. They don't seem like they, you know, other people don't, can't acknowledge what it means to you when it's affecting you. You know, and I think if it, if it is affecting you... Over and over again, over a period of years, it's going to definitely affect your mental well-being. I think your mom, Lily, like, stayed in a state of, like, not, not, I don't know what you call that non-realistic kind of thing, but I've seen it in a lot of people my age and Generation X specifically, you know. They live in a fucking fantasy world, dude. Yeah. It's yes. like, you're not, that's not the reality of shit. And the rea if you were facing the reality of it, you'd be going through some hard shit right now because you'd be really, really working on it. And everybody would probably be dogging your ass, too. Because, you know, as soon as you, like, really are telling the truth, most people are start. you know, they'll turn their back on you. They don't act like they will, but they will. And I think that's, that's kind of the problem is it's hard, one, if you are saturated, like, in the Generation X method, you know, like, older people like me and your mom are, that age group. I mean, you saw Kevin. He couldn't fucking handle it. You know, you lose your fucking mind, man. You're just like, you know, too many ground level things to get you paranoid, strung out, fucking in pain, you know, desensitized. Yeah, the world is such a different place from your guys' childhood to even mine. And Kevin was always worrying, worrying about global warming and yeah. politics and just... He focused so much on the bad. He only, you know, saw a world color, but it was just black and white to him. He just, you know, it. Everything went straight to his mind's fault, I guess. Stuck in her. And similarly with my mom and her name, however, too. Uh, like you know, she. Like a lot of people with her present day issues, she had a really rough childhood, and her name was a part of that. Like, Naughty Natty. Her name's Natalie. 
But, you know, once her stepdad came in the picture when she was quite young, she never liked hearing her name again. And uh, so, you know, she definitely got it legally changed to her middle, Violet. So people call her Violet. But, you know, the doctors will still call her Natalie and she just, like, freaks out every time. It's a mental trigger for her still to this day. People can't walk up on me in a certain manner or I freak out because of my stepdad. And it's and it's an it is definitely reflexive. Because I can be trying not to and it'll still freak. Yeah. And a lot of that you can't change and that's that's okay, you know. That's how that's what has developed over time. And I think it could be worse. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Be worse. Things can progress and get out of control pretty fucking fast. With yep. PTSD, no doubt. Oh my God, yeah. man. Well, when you got to be your own doctor, hey, that's why. Like I said, I started this platform. I uh, I actually did try to cash out on it one time, but I had some technical problem with it, and it just reminded me of metaphorically. It's like every time I get you know two cents in there, it's like someone's heard this motherfucker, you know, and and I've got like you know some money in there that reminds me that I'm doing a community service. And that this is for you guys and uh, whoever listens to it. And some some episodes are more serious like this, you know. And I'll have some uh, more fun time ones too, you know, and shit like that. And I want you to be on those too, Lily. You know, like when we do the Marvel one, we're yeah, just like man. Marvel fucking nerd out, you know, for like an hour. Crunch yeah. You know, I, I like, I like, cause I, I think you need both. You know, you have to look at things seriously, but then you gotta be able to take the break and be like, I'm, I'm gonna breathe for a minute, you know. And I think in this particular instance, this is a serious issue. You know, that doesn't, you know, mental health, how it really is, what's really going on with it in this country, and how people just don't like really talking about it unless it's dealt with by you know, some high, really high expensive fast shit. And this is something I also want to talk about is how you can see so many clear signs, you know, clear as day when you're related to this person. But the amount of difficulty for someone to seek help when they're not willing to seek help themselves, like, all I can do is called a daily 911 wellness check. Right. That would be so not productive. You know, she's just going to put that face on every time. They might notice how she's taking everything out of the house. We just got our seasonal wreath that my grandparents mail every year. For some reason, she donated it. The TV's gone. It's like the Grinch just scrolled in there. Are you moving around, Lily? I'm sorry to but because I'm kind of getting some static on your end. I'm sorry. Can you hear me? Yeah. Hmm. I, I was holding the phone, but you know, it's okay. Go ahead. Just say that last part again. I'm sorry, hun. Yeah, just like the only productive thing a daily nine one one wellness check could do for my mom's situation. Because that's the only thing I can do if she's not willingly getting help. Like, all, they could see that things are leaving the house sporadically, like a TV, all the bad. That's what I thought you said. I was like, what happened to your TV? Yeah, I uh, walked in yesterday, TV's gone, the wreath on the tree is gone, um, all sorts of things. She's always getting rid of something something and 
I believe this time, because I've heard many times from her speaking to herself, I do record her when I have the chance. Not herself, her body, just, you know, an audio recording her voice. Because she's constantly talking to herself or CIA or talking to her dog like the dog is responding. She thinks Quinn, our dog, after Harley Quinn, (laughs) um, (laughs) she thinks Quinn understands what I know, what she knows, what the inanimate objects in the house knows. So she's talking to all these things and people, including Kevin, including mostly herself. And I mentioned this to her because she needs... I mentioned this to her because she needs, you know, that reassurance of what's real and what's not. But she always goes back to the same question with me. And it's, what do you know that you're not telling me? Huh. Paranoia. And I don't want to say these are early symptoms of a new diet, of a new disorder for her diagnosis. Because you've been, you've undergone them with her experience on experiencing them herself your whole life correct yes yeah there are some things on my diagnosis that i could help her out with really and i could be someone that could tell her things that a professional couldn't because i have undergone the same thing yeah but you know if she's not accepting this help from me, a professional, she won't go to a retreat of her choice. I'm like, go to a nice retreat, go somewhere, you know, just pay the bills and leave. I'll take care of the dogs, the pets, you know, I just, we all want the same thing for her to differentiate her pseudo world and the world, just get help. But she can't step out of her fairy tale. Because that was created when, like, when she was born, and all these problems just make her fairy tale more concrete. Especially yeah. in adolescence, I know a few, uh, I know a few manic depressive kids, and they will come up with lies right on the spot, and just they'll believe it right on the spot. Pathological liars. These are factors of, you know, narcissism. And Kevin, too. They were both narcissists. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So you could see that clash. Uh-huh. Yeah. I feel like, you know, from what I did know about Kevin, uh, came from, like, the filthiest of all squats I've ever been in in my whole life, you know? And that was in Philadelphia. And uh, that's what the show's called. Sorry for earlier. It's called A 40 of Philly. You guys can go back and check it out. It's me and Kevin talking it out and talking about squatting and role models from back then and shit like that, you know. And I think that has a lot to do with part of the chemistry. Because your mom likes good comics, I noticed. She is into pretty sweet comic books, right? Loves Sandman. She loves anything Neil Gaiman. That's fine too, you know, because it's all good read. Yeah. Um, and I, I like that she has some kind of level of thing like that, you know. I think the hurt from Kevin right now for her will uh, last for a while, and it will, and it that removal process, you know, like her getting rid of this stuff and all this is definitely uh, something that I can relate to as well when dealing with grief, you know, and I know she's grieving, but I think, you know, outside that she caused a lot of the grief. And there's more positive ways to deal with it. And secretive and giving everything away. And neglecting you. You know, you, Lily, was not a smooth move for her. 
No. Well, something that we just, well, for starters, our relationship, I never really liked authority as a kid. I never let her brush my hair, dress me, what have you. So she never really got that. And I don't think I was really ever her person in the spotlight. It was, if not her dad, then her love interest. And that was fine, you know, like, I don't really have my biological parents, but I have a great support group, and I have a lovely, you know, family, just not by blood, here, and, you know, I'm fine. But my mom, she... You worry about her now. I worry about her because since she can't differentiate the present, just imagine her future. She, like, who's going to stick around for someone who pushes everyone else away? So when her person in the spotlight died, Kevin, you know, she wouldn't accept anyone to even fill that spotlight. It was just gone. There was no show. Her meaning was gone. She She's never put someone in such a high place and just lock that and throw away the key and she lost that special person and it's like no one else in her life it's painful so man very very alone painful part of life I talked to her again but she's just rude to me <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I don't like her. Yeah. Mom, there's even certain mental illnesses I can't even talk to. Like, I can't ever have schizophrenics on the show, really. What's she doing? Laying puppy pads? No, Mom was trying to eat cat shit out the kitty Did you get that? <laughs> this is what this show's been all about in the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> no, I guess back here and we're going to the potty and the kitty litter box just happens to be in the bathroom and you know I can't make a move in this house without my entourage. Oh yeah, you have the army, man. Yeah, all three of them are back there, the cat and both dogs. They're listening to Bad Brains or DRI or some shit? (laughs) (laughs) I know they're all punk rock back there in the kitchen. Oh, yeah, I've seen them get down with drinking back there. You know, they're like, oh, we get away with all this shit. We're the insane little clowns. (laughs) Oh, let's not go there. Anyway. (laughs) No ICP, Mom. You know better. Oh, but Mo is definitely an insane little clown. Oh, my God. Well, you know what, though? He is. He is like this little... He's got that cool little snaggletooth thing going on, you know, and he's got the weird eye that one's looking at fucking Alaska, the other one's looking at Mexico. Yeah. He's a north-south kind of guy. I've got a chewini with a mohawk. That's who we're talking about. And he looks, he's got a chihuahua head on a dachshund's body and a mohawk. And he's 456 oh. years old. Yeah, he's 15 years old. Oh, okay. Yeah. Precious. Yeah, he's a great guy. The Colonel General, that's what I call him. I call him General Nosewad when he's giving people hell and, and Adam calls him the Colonel. Yep. I thought it was because of that... Uh, and talk to the general and save on time. General auto insurance. <laughs> no, actually, it's based on a cartoon that a friend of mine used to do for the Montrose Voice in Houston called General Nosewad. And it was this big nose and a tricorn hat. No shit. He always had a handkerchief so he could dab himself. Yeah, he kind of looks like the Chihuahua version of MacArthur. That's what I thought, you know. 
General MacArthur as Mo. <laughs> Oh, that's cool. Yep. More than one way to get a message out. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Yep, got it out right under their nose. <laughs> Mom, you tell me a new story every day of my life, man. I, I fucking love it, man. I always hear something that's crazy I ain't never heard. Yeah, well, that was Fat Boy Johnson, Lloyd M. Johnson third. It's amazing. <laughs> Giving you season six here, Mom, was one of the best uh, directive, executive directive decisions I ever fucking made. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I did good. It was good. You're good. Have you seen the new Suicide Squad, Lily? Oh, hell no. Not worth anyone's time. Especially, like, maybe someone who doesn't love the art of comics, if they just like a, a film... And I advise they can watch it, but if you love a comics craft, don't hurt yourself. <laughs> I just didn't like the music. But I, I, I like John Cerna, the wrestler guy. He's funny as fuck, man. I thought they did pretty good. <clears throat> you know, the song, no, bring it up again and we'll vote on it. Bringing up those, some of those villains for the first time from the comics was a great idea. Like that shark god. Yeah, the polka dot fucking dude, too. Oh, hell yeah. You know, I'm in an episode of Gotham with that guy. Yeah, you mentioned that. That's fucking That's the dude. That's the guy. He's in a bunch of shit, man. He was in uh, Ant-Man. You know, he plays the guy in uh, Ant-Man's crew, the guy who's, like, uh, talking about the evil ghost, whatever. But, yeah, that was, uh, you know, that was cool, whatever. Oh, yeah, let's go back to that, because, you know, I'll start turning this into the comic nerd episode. Sorry about that. It's fine. We can multitask. <laughs> yeah, we can. Yeah, that's right. It's my fucking yeah. show. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think this is one of the most subjective conversations, because, in yeah. my opinion, this is something that's extremely romanticized, more than depression, but schizophrenia... Right. Point. It's so I feel like impossible to try and assess someone yourself or yourself for early symptoms. Like I really thought, well, what early symptoms are these with my mom? Because I'll have a conversation with her, for example, and uh, well, I guess I'll, I'll explain the conversation. But this is one of the examples that makes me think, well, how can I diagnose myself really symptoms of schizophrenia with her? Like, I sometimes am believing that. And so, she, uh, I was mentioning how my physical screening for my new job went down, and I was saying how, oh, they really liked me. They have never done a physical screening for a 19-year-old before, so they were I guess, excited because of my age. And then she randomly blurted out, I'm not fucking racist, and I don't like perverts. And then she started going all off this tangent about explaining how she's not racist to this huh. person talking to her. There was no one talking to her. No one around us. We were at the house. And, you know, she forgets I'm even there, and she just is standing, you know, stuck having a conversation with herself. Definitely showing signs of schizophrenia. And I'd like your guys' opinion on what yeah. symptoms, might, symptoms might be and show. When they start hearing voices and they're convinced that inanimate objects are talking to them, Yep. would be a good baseline. A very good one. 
Yeah, because, you know, that's how they would generally, like, diagnose that, too, to be in, like, mildly schizophrenic, and it still, like, qualifies for Seroquel. And it, or, like, some, uh, you know, I just don't really see too many effective treatments for specifically schizophrenia. I don't know how how it is, but I feel like, you know, it's probably on the rise. And uh, there's less treatment for it than ever. I think for things like PTSD, there's probably a little bit more care because at least it's military. You know, you got PTSD, schizophrenia, you're fucked. Schizophrenia oftentimes plays hand in hand with PTSD. Like, how do we still allow fireworks on Fourth of July? These soldiers. Mom was just talking about that. My mom was just talking about it. Yep. Go into that. Yeah. No, let's hear you say it. I want to hear Lily say it. Actually, is that cool, Mom? That's a good way to put it. Money showing how we respect our troops. I mean, look at how much money is going into our troops. And and these troops are, it's just showing that America doesn't care about our soldiers. They're just vessels. For once again, human nature, what, does, what do we want? What does America need? You know, so having one day to honor our soldiers in reality, it's traumatizing them even more. Is that shit crazy? <laughs> yeah. Yep. That's what we were just talking about the other day. And uh, my, what'd you say, Mom? In addition with the gun smoke. Oh yeah, the smell of the gunpowder triggers things too. The aconite near. The aconite. Yeah, smell is most associated with memory, scent, smell. They're going to smell that, and it's going to bring back so many unwanted memories. Yeah, and they come rushing in like crazy, too. Just hit you all of a sudden, all at once. (sighs) We need new methods to just, uh, on how we care about each other. You know... Oh yeah, that's a cool one. I wish we could get it somebody from a. It can be a dog. It can be an animal of their choice if they're drawn to a different type of animal. You know. We got to get a battle buddy dog uh, trainer on the show, huh, Mom? That's a good yeah. idea. We should go for that one. I like that. Yeah, battle buddy doggy. Well. Uh, our next guest is going to be Phoenix Roebuck from uh, the first season. She actually did the second episode right before you, Mom, uh, called Flight of the Phoenix. And she's going to be our next guest on with the transgender issues. Yeah. And, uh, Lily, we've hit the shit alarm, which means that fucking we're 55 fucking minutes in. Can you believe that shit, kid? Fucking A. It is serious shit. And, you know, it's high time fucking people did take it to a new level of conscious, uh, you know. And if you're a nihilist, you can fucking go void yourself. Yeah. Oh, here's, here's one thing for the audience and just the 
is everything. Uh, so spirituality, it's a trend right now. I hate it. <laughs> right. Because if you can be spiritual and, like, that doesn't tell me anything. Like, demons are spiritual. Like, tell me a bit more. Like, <laughs> you're, like, like saying, oh, I'm spiritual. That means you can be a demon, you know, you better confess. <laughs> like, that doesn't mean you're peaceful and with it's really in your actions. That's where you find you don't. You should never have to claim it. It is nice to talk it. You know, I like conversing in the spirit, but I don't like talking about. You know, it just depends on what people are talking about, right? Yes, it's it's they're making spirituality look mirror Christianity. You say you're Christian and you pray to this God and. That God will forgive you for drinking every night, and you're an alcoholic, not changing your ways, and then the next day, you pray, and you do the exact same thing again, and because you're, what actions are different, you know, and my mom, hand in hand, she does the same thing with her claim of spirituality, and yeah. I can't say that woman is spiritual, so. If it doesn't alter your life in some way. Then it's definitely phony. Yes. Once you believe, there are signs everywhere. It's a feeling. It's your actions from that, you know. I think, you know, staying on a creative end, and that's where I feel like your mom would do better instead of pretending to be, like, in a game. Just, like, you know, just focus on your art, dude. And I yes. think that if her and Kevin just both would have done that, uh, they they would have been a good couple. And uh, and I think it would have worked out for them. And I think that because it just turned into egotistical, obsessional bullshit, uh, that happens to a lot of people, man. I'm not going to sit here and judge them or those people, but what I will suggest is to take an alter an alternative look and to know that even though I don't agree with how you're acting, that doesn't mean I want you destroyed. I would rather see people rehabilitated and happy. And to be able to come around and, and admit, hey, I have been uh fucked up. And I and I and I have a problem. It's kinda like Brandon on nine oh two one oh when he admitted he was gambling in the seventh season. <laughs> but you know, uh he 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 says uh you know, hey, I have a problem. And it's okay, yeah. and that's where we got to start. That and it's not alcoholics anonymous because there's so many other things besides being a fucking drunk. Uh but yes. to be continued, Lily, and I hope to have you back. Guys out there, if you need me, 206-666-5847. You can reach me on the Spotify or Anchor platform. You can reach me at AdamAirMD, GED, Underground Cartoon Therapy. Just look up Underground Cartoon Therapy. Lily, yeah. we're going to have a fucking Marvel nerd session coming up soon. I'm telling you, man. It's going to be the, the Fiesta Roy Dayal. I don't even know if that's the right way to say that, but I think you know you get what I'm saying. I'll, and we got to do a Spider-Man review. Hey, you know what? If it turns that way. Mom, hold on the line. Lily, we'll have you back, okay? You be good out there. Thank you, guys. It was an honor to be on the show and, you know, It was an honor to meet you, young lady. Lily's awesome, right, Mom? Yes, yeah, she sure is. She, uh, was really, like, open about how she said the things that she was trying to get across, you know? Uh-huh. I think you're like the youngest person I've had on the show, man. I think she's like 19 or some shit. But I think she's pretty well-spoken, you know, and I don't blame her for wanting to get the fuck out of her environment, you know, because I think that's what you were saying, you know, if your environment's not good. But 
but she got a, uh, she got out. Her boyfriend's fucking cool. They're just kids, man. You know. They're kids in America. <laughs> fucking 21st century shit, man. The mom's a fucking gutter punk that fucking got brain damage along the way, basically. I think you know. You can do too many drugs, man. Say it again, Mom. I said her she took one too many trips and now she's tripping without any luggage. <laughs> I mean, you know, not to make too much fun, but that is kind of the walk of life that you and I both came from. Yeah. And that's just how it went, man. And I didn't really want to do too many drugs outside of uh, psychedelics and psilocybin, you know. I didn't. I didn't think it was a good idea, you know. Never did coke or heroin, man. And I think those two right there will really cause some damage later on mental with mental illness and, and shit. And methamphetamine to it. And methamphetamine not only causes mental damage, it causes physical damage to your bones. I don't know, man. I just was always scared of it. I always like, you know... And then you see people die of it. And then Kevin died... And, you know, I was uh, at their house, like I said, you know, and uh, I had to help mediate that guy to heaven. Yeah. I don't care who, what people think about that either. My mom was there the whole time, and Kevin was with me for a fucking 11 hours. And I knew he could just, if he didn't leave now, he was going to be stuck in that fucking house. And I knew he didn't want to be in that fucking house. There's something wrong with that whole area, Mom. Fucking Springfield. There's something wrong with America. <laughs> I think we got to keep doing these shows and keep getting to the core of it, you know? Yeah, actually, Springfield was a positive experience. Yeah, I want to see some positive shit come out of it, you know? You, uh, I know you've seen a lot. You've seen more than I have. And I've seen a lot, dude. You know. Say it again. Well, until next time, guys. We're going to close this motherfucker up. You cool, Mom? Yeah, get the gutter snippet. Say it again. Don't own a dog with hair longer than yours. <laughs> Until next time, gang. Peace. Yeah, I'm Wendy O, the Commander of Chaos, and me and you, 68, we want to say that Sex is one of the best things we've got going. But remember, boys and girls, that venereal disease can kill you. Yes, yeah, so be careful when you're choosing your partners. And remember, Wendy says, if it's not clean enough to put in your mouth, don't take it home and sleep with it. You're listening to Adam Air MDGD, Underground Cartoon Therapy, Women's Week 2022.